0: jordan howdy michael how are you sir pretty good pretty tired but alive pretty tired what have you been doing
1: i don't know just uh i have a bad habit of staying up late i think now that you know before i'd have to get up earlier to drive to the city for work now of course because we can sleep in a little bit i do but then that just means that i know i can sleep in so then we stay up late every night and then mm-hmm. the cycle repeats. And then this is the earliest I get up the entire week now. So around and around we go.
0: Wait, what time is it in your world?
1: Well, I, I woke up at like 7 a.m. Mm. I've been waking up at 8. Because Dang. why wake up early, you know what I'm saying? I wake up at 5. <laughs> yeah, well, you could probably go to bed at like 9. <laughs> I go to bed at 11. Yeah, I go to bed at like 1.
0: I don't have a choice the kids want to play video games they like yeah. want to it's cool they want to play like family hangout video games so it feels fun like yeah that is fun.
1: i have no so. reason to get up any earlier than that so <laughs> that's why i'm mad
0: uh what else man what, what's going on with your car teasing just the search teasing continues me with, with things that you're going to buy got
1: rid of one car yesterday so the in my mind that's like Because there's no real rush. I'm like, oh, I'll just take my time and find a car. What that means is I'll have a car within the next like week to two weeks probably because there's no way I'm going to take the whole summer to search for something. But,
0: yeah. I I really need you to get something because if you don't get something, I'm going to have to get something. Because I've been banking on you getting something for me to get my vicarious fix of you getting a new thing. And I just keep searching while you're searching. And what's going to happen is that I'm going to end up buying some shit that I don't want (laughs) to... Now I'm, gonna I'm not buy. gonna
1: get something because I want you to get something. <laughs> What'd you do this weekend? What have you been up to?
0: I feel like I'm boring. I don't do anything. And when I was listening to our playback, I realized like, oh, all I do, <laughs> all I do is I eat yogurt and I cut grass. <laughs> this, this is my tight. life. It's an exciting life. My favorite food is yogurt, and I like to cut the grass.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like I imagine when all this shit started, that I would just have so much time like to sit outside i would like work outside and you know enjoy being home more and like take more time it's like well if i'm gonna take lunch i'll just take lunch and like go for a walk around the block it's like i haven't i can't even like leave my chair during the day i'm just like sat here and like frantically rushing to go to the bathroom and stuff in between calls and it's just like insane how being at home has not improved the quality of life uh, at all Weird, mm, I, weird. I feel like,
0: yeah, I feel bad for you. It's definitely improved my quality of life substantially. I'm jealous. Yeah, because I get the you, you have a much more, a job that you have much more responsible, well, like, I don't know how you measure that, but I feel like you have much, many more people that you have to have, like, consideration for all at one time <laughs> because yeah. of your position. <laughs> so I feel like you don't really get a chance to do things Cause like, I would imagine everybody's calling on you all the time.
1: Right. And everything is just booked in half hour increments. So it's like, you can't even get, you know, like it would be cool if we started all baking in like a five minute buffer or something or actually ending meetings on time. But it's like, everything goes over by five minutes. So you're just late to every meeting and nothing. Yeah. It's fucking clusterfuck.
0: Yeah. See, I, I don't play games with that. I'm known as Mr. On Time, dude. 52 minute session ends at 52 minutes. And it's not because so it's someone's awkward.
1: having a breakthrough in their session, and you're like, uh, "Hold on!" You
0: learn how to pace it. You know when they're getting somewhere. You know, you know when to like, "Hey, let's remember this because we're getting." You know, whatever. Put a pin. You in learn that. how to pace the session. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, it's, it's some something similar. It feels awkward because it's very different from normal conversation where you just go until you're done talking. Right. Um, but otherwise, you're like stuck on this getting behind treadmill and getting behind and getting behind. The next person is late, and then. You know, how would they feel four sessions down if you've been five minutes late each time and then they're waiting, you know, 20 minutes. Did I do that math right? <laughs> it's it, it, it's not it's not cool.
1: Yeah. No, that makes sense. It's just, yeah, sometimes hard when you have like 20 people that are mm. rambling on and on. But uh, what else? I don't,
0: I don't know. know. Man. I have another downed tree. My life is con- see, cutting grass. It's yogurt,
1: trees, <laughs> yogurt, kids. Yeah.
0: The trees falling down. That's that's what's happened. There was another storm and a tree fell. This is very entertaining. I would like to, yeah, let you all know that there was a time in my life where I was exciting, but I've used up all of my excitement in my earlier years. So I have nothing. Yeah, <laughs> nothing we all left. have a
1: finite amount of excitement, and you either spread that <laughs> shit over like seventy five, eighty years, or I burned out, bro. Do it all at once. Slather it up
0: I can't. I burned out. It happens. Yeah, so I'm just grumpy all day. I
1: feel that. I feel that. <laughs> Dude, I went to the mall yesterday to return something. It's just like nothing happened. I mean, people some people have masks on, but I cannot believe how many people are like out and about when we're just watching the numbers creep back up with the coronavirus. It's like but
0: they're hardly creeping, sir. They're <laughs> they're
1: yeah, I guess they're they're shooting back up, but it it's h- hilarious to me how the data now versus the data in March and the reaction now versus the reaction mm-hmm. march are like completely different like nothing has, yeah. we're almost like it's like a snapshot of what things looked like right right when we started to understand what it was and started testing for it and people started dying and yet everybody's like anyways like i'm just gonna go back to things as being normal like we've given it enough time you know so it's fine now it's like yeah uh, i guess i mean if yeah
0: I feel like I've been more on board than I've ever been just because I'm just tired of it. And it's like, oh, oh, just be, come on, man. Just get the last couple reps out, man. It's like running, just get the damn last couple miles. Let's go, man. Get yeah, it together. I think, I think this winter might
1: be uh, a little dicey for the at-risk community. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. Hilarious. I. I it's funny watching the country protests like masks and shit while we have the highest number of cases and hospitalizations and deaths and shit. Like everything is just like shooting up and everybody's Mm -hmm. protesting like the the means of mitigation for it. And the rest of the world must just be looking at us like what,
0: you know, we're on the big stage, man. We've always have been. So now we get to be a big comedy or a big tragedy. So this is a, this is great. It's great. I thought it was bad when I was in France a couple of years ago. Just people, you know. Let's see. I was in France 2 years ago and then I was in France 4 years ago, so every other every other year basically. And um yeah, I'm excited to go back whenever that is to see what kind of reception <laughs> Europe has has Why, for me in recognizing like they, I'm American. You felt like you were mistreated when you were there? Oh, no hell no. Oh. I I feel like people are I mean yeah, I don't know. I feel like people everywhere are generally cool when you're talking with them face to face. Um it wasn't mistreated, it was just their ideas of what it's like to be living in the US or what it's like to uh, what your feelings are about the political climate or about the culture in the US. So people had a lot of questions when I would, you know, they're all friendly. Um but yeah, it's interesting to gain someone else's even the way someone asks their questions informs a lot about how they, you know, they feel obviously. Right. So yeah yeah,
1: i've noticed that too like traveling internationally i think the first few questions are usually trying to suss out if you're like one of the idiots or not and if once once they identify that maybe you're not they're like okay now what's the what's it like like what's it like having a country that's so f- divided and what's it like having a president who's like fucking going off the rails and it's like yeah they're they're more curious about the inside looking out you know
0: Right, right. Yeah, I feel like I'm I don't know, maybe like I'm I mean, I think we're all idiots, but maybe I'm I'm in the wrong idiot camp of like I think I need to join a side, man, and just go all in like everybody else is I don't know. I think the sides are the problem. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. But I feel like left out here. Left out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i do feel mm-hmm. i feel left out and right out dude i just feel out bro i got problems yeah hmm. speaking of speaking of i want to talk about that but how would people get a hold of us if oh uh, comment well
1: or- <laughs> funny you should mention that if you have a social network of choice you could always find us at inhuman pod and if you have none of those and or prefer email as a means of communication you can email us at inhumanpod at gmail.com. And thank you for subscribing. If you have, if not, go ahead and click that button so you get our new episodes every day or every Sunday, first thing in the morning. All right.
0: And Jordan's address is, yeah. just kidding. <laughs> Die. Uh, yes, yes, so yes. What, this so is what, what I want to talk about. What are, what are I want talking? to talk about how I feel like literally and figuratively we are fractured as a culture as a country and it plays out obviously politically um but i just think that that's how it looks i think all of us (laughs) have gotten to a place where we've become fractured in the way that we have conversation with people um in the way that we present ideas in the way that we accept ideas in the way that we i don't know mediate issues um and obviously, you know, I guess if you've followed along and listened to different episodes, um, it's kind of the whole point of this this podcast, how Jordan and I feel like shit's kind of gone off the rails, but uh, I, I it, it just continues to, I didn't know, like, what happens after it goes off the rails, I guess. Are we tumbling somewhere? I, I don't know. So this is another example.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, like, we were talking about, you know, is the country broken? And I think that's an interesting way to look at it. Just fundamentally, because I, the sense that I get is that people, Americans, are looking at all of the shit as sort of like, how do we solve this? This is a part that we can replace. This is a part that we can refurbish. This is a like, you know, I, I'm referring to like ideology or, or or like legislation or whatever. But I think we, in our arrogance, tend to look at everything as being solvable, Right. And of course, as with everything, I'm going to liken it to like a car analogy. Um, (laughs) But like sometimes the car is just fucking total, dude. Like sometimes it just doesn't work. Sometimes you have to go, we're going to take the engine out and that's salvageable. But like we've got to fundamentally rethink the way that these pieces come together and we've got to find a new body. You know what I mean? And it's been a good run, but I'm interested to get your take on this. But sometimes I just look at the way that things are set up and the fact that most of the governing documentation in this country was written 200 fucking years ago and a lot's changed since then. And I think we have an unwillingness to admit that, you know, I think like we, we tend to look at the constitution as this like, uh, infallible governing document and instead of guidelines that w- is arguably one of the more brilliant pieces of like writing and and thinking in humanity for sure but they could not have possibly anticipated everything that would happen and like yes they put mechanisms in place to account for that but like even so that I think there's a limitation to what they can do and so you know starting from from the constitution it's just at some point I think we need to admit that we don't have the checks and balances in place to account for the way that Society, technology, the world has changed in the past couple of hundred years. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I if if that's the if I agree entirely with that part. I, I feel like our use of the Constitution has changed. Our uh, what like our gatekeeping, our <clears throat> opinions on checks and balancing, perhaps has changed. So I, I almost feel like we're not even using that tool. We've just kind of gone off and like we acknowledge that that's the tool but we don't use the tool and in our day-to-day as you as you said earlier uh every problem seems fixable which suggests to me that we've somehow evolved in some place where we only look at ideal and if something is not ideal then it's a devalued on the other end and it doesn't give room for um in my opinion, like using a check and a balance, because if there's a check and a balance, it's suggesting, at least to me, a balance suggests a compromise. Um, so I feel like we've just strayed so far from that that our interpretation of things, our implementation of things, is is never balanced anymore. It's just uh, whatever the it's unbalanced. I don't know. Yeah, it's unbalanced because if we don't get what we want. We just fucking want to scrap everything. And I don't know. I guess I'm just... Give me ever, an example. You know, I mean, even... Like, when you watch... Again, it's it's news and it's media, but they're huge media giants with huge following. So when you flick back and forth between uh, Fox and CNN, um, there's not any sort of... Like bending to each network's opinion, so these are the the opinions, let's say, of of the masses. Yeah, these two groups represent the opinions of the masses. They're not the most sophisticated opinions, but they're probably the most accessible. When you watch one of the networks, it's not like they're like, oh, well, that was a that was a good point. Hmm, that was a good point. It's like a it's like watching fucking WWE. Like they literally even the the, the two outlets label things as. Uh, this guy slams that guy like slam, <laughs> what's going on man like watch this guy slam this guy but that's watch just this the, that's the media's coverage and the person. spreading
1: of information but, and I guess
0: but we we eat it up because that's what we become is how I feel about it So this. you're
1: saying that the the way that information is spread sort of nullifies some of the guidelines set out by the governing governing documentation like the constitution because now we don't need these decisions to be and the process to be sort of autonomous because technology allows us all to make micro decisions in in sort of real time due to the way that, well, and, and it's also further polarized by
0: media. I, I mean, I think that that's how it's manifesting itself. That's what we want. That's what we think is real. Um, and, and the reason why we gobble it up is because it's obviously tapping into something inside of us that's being gratified enough to continue us to reinforce um. what like these opinion cycles by watching this thing and watching that. Sure. And then but no I don't see that as perform-
1: being at odds with what I was saying in terms of like, no one could have predicted Twitter when they, you know, sure. when they wrote the constitution. And so the, I think, you know, you look at the, the context of what the document's supposed to do and the legislative branch, the judicial branch, the executive branch, all of this is to say, it's like, it's to make it possible to have qualified people make decisions without polling everybody in real time all the time if you could just do that Mm -hmm. a lot of this becomes pointless now that's kind of effectively what we're doing all the time right like the president's tweeting crazy shit out right now literally like as 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 we were going (laughs) are you getting a feed (laughs) as i'm getting (laughs) just get an update and people are reacting to it There will be polls happening in real time. Like we will judge sentiment. I mean, we're we're doing that all the time. It's like the feedback loop is is instant now, and I think because of that, and obviously no one could have predicted that, and even the crazy checks and balances that were put in place and the ability to write amendments, whatever. Like I think we're still stuck in this mindset that we need to operate within the confines of you know, the system that was put in place and the system is perfect. And I don't know that it is. And also I think we're also we're we're living in an age where we're realizing that people also can just not left be left to their own devices. Like they are way more malleable than they were before. There's a general distrust of the media, of one another. And we're seeing that uh come out right now with two two pretty divisive things, right? Like the The conversation around, you know, race in this country and the the police shootings and or police killings that have happened and coronavirus and uh, wearing masks and all that shit. Right. It's like there are these two really divisive things that are going on right now, and, and there are effectively two sides to each of those and people who question or rely on authority at various levels and it's and. All, pretty much all of this is is being handled through the internet. The government's almost right. like not involved at all anymore because mm-hmm. they can't be, I mean, it, right. it's like bigger than what they can control. So you have like cities making decisions, state making decisions, federal making decisions, kind of, but the general s- human sentiment and unification is all happening on the internet. Like mm. if this happened a hundred years ago and you were like, Told to wear a fucking mask. Do you think that people would have had the ability to organize around an anti mask movement in right. you know, nineteen hundred? Fuck no. They would have been maybe like a guy would have been sitting home alone and be like, Ugh, a mask? But whatever. I guess I don't you know, this sounds scary. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear a mask, I guess. But like I just I, I question that. He would have to have walked around down a street or like you know, like sent a telegram to somebody to figure out you know, are you questioning this too? Let's get together with with our fucking muskets and, and march around the Capitol and, and protest. I mean, it, it just wouldn't have happened. And I think because of that, again, I've mentioned time and time again, like the internet has given everybody with any sort of fringe belief, the ability to unify, which is a cool thing in, in many ways. Like there are very positive things that happen as a result of that. Um, but there's also very negative things that happen as a result of that. And I think it also has changed the way that we, gauge consensus in this country. I mean, fucking elections are swayed on Facebook and Twitter now, which is insane. Um, and and we're not equipped to deal with that.
0: You know, like it's interesting. I had two things come up in in my head as you were talking about that. One, uh, I remember the information or, um, the internet being referred to as like the information superhighway. So at some point it was supposed to be some place of reference that was, you know, how do I get off the superhighway? What's yeah right? It was supposed to be this great reference, you know, the, like this Alexandria of, of of information, and now it's like, you know, it's not the information superhighway. It's like the fucking ID superhighway where you get all your aggression out, you get all your sex out, you get all your shopping out. Right. It's <laughs> like, like
1: it, a Costco of information. You just, I just need. Well,
0: it's like a Costco of like drive information, like prim. It's like your fucking lizard brain. That like that. The, it's <laughs> just tapping into that. There's no. Yeah, I don't know. It's too much. The other thing I was I was going to ask you, what you brought this up, uh, you know, obviously this is yeah, I guess people's ideas or movements or whatever are getting internet reinforced. When you're out in the world, do you recognize the same polarity as when you're logging into something or when you're looking at a feed online? I mean, do you mm. personally recognize that?
1: That's interesting, um, I mean, I guess you do in pieces, and that's that's why I wonder if it's like this reinforce like positive uh, not positive reinforcement, but if it's if it's like confirmation bias because you see these things happen online and then if you see anything in in, in actual society in real life that mirrors that, I think you're gonna tend to think that what you see online is representative, meaning like mm. if you're seeing a lot of racist discussion happening on you know comment section of an article. And then you go out and you see somebody with like a fucking uh, Confederate flag on their truck. And then you're like, oh my God, it is every, you know what I mean? Like, I think mm-hmm. you do tend to like, just go to the worst possible conclusion there.
0: But, but I mean, you personally, specifically you, how do you, how do you feel? I mean, do you feel like you recognize this sort of the same hostility that is, in my opinion, easily recognizable when you go on the internet? It's like, ooh, it feels like tense and gross on there. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely tense and gross out in the real world. Um, I, yeah, I think I'm v- uh, prone to the same behavior that I just called out in terms of I, once I see something that sort of mirrors what I hear online, I'm going to assume that that's just like sort of how everybody is. But yeah, I mean, I definitely see people that are on both sides of the spectrum too. Like if we're talking about conservative or liberal, like I see like insane behavior in public all the time. Um, from people needing their opinion to be heard and, and needing you to identify with it and getting upset when you don't, you know?
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, I see, this one has been interesting because, you know, obviously we're, well, supposed to be social distancing, and many of us have been in quarantine for a long time, so the same kind of, uh, like, actual physical contact behaviors or whatever social behaviors that existed before are gone, but... Just my perspective has always been like these things get amplified on the internet and you know I, I do psychotherapy, so every hour I'm sitting with a new person and I don't have a very specific demographic. I've kind of become very broad um in, in terms of who I'll see. Um so when I'm sitting with people, I don't feel the same sort of thing, and I recognize that there's a difference. You know, they're coming to me as helper. Um, and I, I serve a different role than me out in the public at target or whatever, but I don't feel this personally. I don't feel the same kind of feelings, you know, like there are some times where, you know, I've mentioned before I was, you know, disappointed and I was going for a ride and saw some car enthusiasts or something like that and just waved, but I don't recognize the general volatility or hostility that exists online, but maybe it is going on right now and I'm just not out there so much. Like we're at a breaking point or whatever, but definitely looking at the, the feeds or whatever, it just seems like everyone's at each other's fucking throats, man.
1: That's the thing though. I mean, it's a good point and it's an interesting one because yeah, I mean, I think you can, you can have a vocal minority on the internet protesting any old thing, raising awareness about it. Then they can, they can, uh, gather and like the I'm going to use the people in Michigan with the assault rifles at the Capitol protesting like the lockdown when that first happened because mm-hmm. that's sure I don't I don't personally know anybody who's on the side of gathering you know with with rifles to protest wearing a fucking mask and if you're on that side you're wrong so we'll stick with that one because it's pretty objective um you know the those people like that was a handful of people who were very extreme in that view decided that for whatever reason they needed guns and to stand around, you know, the the state Capitol to to vo- voice that concern and scream in the faces of the people guarding the Capitol and all this crazy shit to that end. That's not really representative, I think, of like what most people in in Michigan probably felt, right? Of course, I don't have any evidence to back this up. But like the reality is Michigan actually, despite having really bad uh, uh, uptick in cases when this all first started, things were not looking good there in the beginning. I mean, for being not one of the bigger states there was a huge spike in cases and then they successfully flattened the curve and have stayed there shockingly like i mean
0: cons- we're going up they're going, going up, up but i'm Five saying like consecutive. considering
1: yeah. what early indications looked like it looked sure. like it was going to be the next like washington state or new york or something i mean there were there was a mm. big uptick in the, in the beginning so surely that's an indication that a lot of people were heeding the advice of of officials and staying home and limiting contact and whatever, whatever. But you have, you do have these vocal people who were gathering in the Capitol and doing sort of like their response was sort of disproportionate and didn't really make any sense. And I think people from afar look at that and they're like, Jesus Christ, like what the hell is wrong with Michigan? Right. But, like, how many people could that have been, like, I, I don't know, in the videos, like, maybe there were, like, a thousand people spread across the state protesting this shit. Like, I don't know. Maybe. Even assume it's 10,000. That's nothing, right? That's nothing in the in the overall uh, population of the state. And yet, they can do a lot of damage in terms of the perception from the outside. So then every time I'm, see- I'm hearing about Michigan, it's like all those fuckheads that gather protesting wearing a goddamn mask because that's too much or staying in their home and not going out on their boat for like three months. Like, come on. Um, and I think it's kind of the same thing for a lot of things. You do. I mean, there are there are cases where I think there is a representative reaction from public, right? Like the the, the protests that are happening now around the police killings. Um, there are tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions, potentially, I guess, across the entire country who are gathering for that. And that's a good indication that that's an ideal that I think a lot of people hold, and and you I, you do see that also on the internet, but it's really hard sometimes to find what is isn't just noise on the internet and what's actually representative of what most people believe, you know, and, and in polling, right? Like we saw that in 2016, we saw where it was like, most people were too fucking embarrassed to admit, uh, that they were going to vote for Trump. And so polling indicated that Hillary was going to win by a landslide. And then guess what happened? She got, right, you know, not smoked, but I mean, he won and right, right, right. I think that's sort of the danger of, of where we're at now, which is there's just so much noise all the time and we have a very archaic way of structuring decision-making and we have a very technologically advanced way of measuring consensus and they don't really align anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you're using the case of Michigan and obviously close to home cause it is home. Um, <clears throat> in this case, you know, Michigan I believe has always been known as a swing state. So it seems pretty evenly divided. Um, so to me that suggests, I don't know, fairly equally represented. And at least my experience here has been, it's also been diverse, you know, in all kinds of ways, at least the, the metro Detroit area where, where I've grown up. And I I, I worry that these, because <clears throat> I worry about everything, um, these, you know, minority internet channels or whatever, where people are gaining steam and where people are <clears throat> releasing information and like tapping into the, the mainline and media – are kind of going to create fracture in, in places that weren't as homogeneous, which was previously seen as, as ideal, which, which that, I don't know. I guess that part really sucks <laughs> because, and I don't know a better word for that because um, it seems like there is at least the way information is reported, there's a suggestion, I guess, that there is like a, a righteous side or like a good side And in a place that was previously seen as, from my perspective, previously seen as the ideal way to be America and to have a culmination of different perspectives and different groups of people and different skills, Um, this whole recent internet fucking call to arms that's influenced like every layer of media really hurts me because um, my parents immigrated here. So they came here because that's what, you know... America was a place where um, a lot of ideas came together to to do something better. And I know this sounds fucking cliche that every immigrant has told you this because it's true though. I mean, it's literally, that's what was happening. There were, there was inflexibility of ideas, other places, rigidity, it was probably a better word than inflexible. Um, <clears throat> and then people came here and they felt like they could start a life and integrate despite being so different. And now it just seems like Everywhere you turn, there's like a call to put a label, pick a side, don't fucking talk to these people, don't be neighborly, don't listen to opinions, just get up in arms. And I don't know, it just, I guess it just hurts.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was another thing that, as we were talking about this before, that it came to mind, you know, where there's this, I think a lot of this is just like, I don't know. What, how you would if there's a term for it, but it's almost like nat, like nationalism, like narcissism, like we think that America is the greatest country on earth because we've said it enough and because we're mm-hmm. new, you know. Like I, I think mm-hmm. that in in a lot of places, like the sense that I get, of course, I've not, I've spent time overseas, sure, but I don't, you know, I can't, I can't get inside the minds of the people that spent their whole lives there, and then there's this history there, but I think the sense that I get looking at the way that people respond to things is like, because there's a history because things have been established over thousands and thousands of years, there's a way, like there is a way of things. They understand what worked, what didn't work. They've seen bad shit happen. You know, like if you're thinking about Europe, it's like, it was not that fucking long ago before some lunatic tyrant was trying to, you know, establish a master race and sweep through the entire continent and like, you know, take it over. And I think mm. they remember that. There's evidence <clears throat> of that. There's fucking holes and buildings and shit still from that. Right. And here you just hear this like battle cry of, you know, America's the greatest country on earth. And that's what the founding father said. And this is my God given right. And all this shit as though God and John Adams and, <laughs> you know, fucking a bald Eagle got together and like shook a magic eight <laughs> ball and wrote all this stuff down. You know, it's just like, these were people just like you and I, who had who were much much smarter than you and I, or less me, me, um, wrote this stuff down, and it like it's, Thanks, a, it's a great set of uh, ideals, and but but it's just that right, like it, it's it's just it, they are guiding principles, and it was a long time ago, and a lot of shit has changed mm. in the meantime, and yet, I think that we still th- just think about. America is being the greatest country on earth because we've said it so many fucking times that it has to be true. Right. I think about, I don't know if you, I think we talked about this like one or two weeks ago where I was asking you about if you'd watch the newsroom and that was kind of like the first, like uh, the intro to that whole series is Jeff Daniels character is at this um, Q and a thing or, or uh, uh, not like, kind of like a debate at a college or whatever. And somebody asks him like, why is America the greatest country on earth and I'll, th- three people have to answer and the other two people answer and they say some bullshit, you know, canned answer. And then he sort of goes off the rails and he's like, how is it? You know, and he's like, we're we're like, whatever, you know, 40th in education, this, that, and the other, like he lists off a bunch of stats. And it's like, so what What metric are you using to, to define America as being the greatest country on earth? And I think like that, I keep coming back around to that because I think it was really true in terms of, we are just so up our own ass about being the new thing because it was largely, I mean, it's the, it was the only real like undiscovered portion of the globe prior to.
0: Mm, d- d- depending on how, how you scale discovery. I mean, that's.
1: <laughs> land, habitable land mass up until. Right, right. 16- I'm
0: suggesting. I'm yeah yeah there were people there were a lot of people here there were okay i I mean without for sure and
1: that's a whole other we should have a whole other conversation about that because that also like (laughs) insane uh but yeah okay, okay i'm talking about like the westernization of north america like prior to you know 14 15 1600s like as we spread across the continent It's a relatively, this is a relatively new place. And I think we are still in the like honeymoon period with ourselves over how this is so fucking great. And and we have freedoms that nobody else has. And it's like, dude, do we like, we may have then when we were like, Hey, you know, England shoved up your ass. And that was something that needed to happen. But now is, are we any more or less autonomous than like fucking Germany or England or anybody else that's that's living in a developed nation, not really. And so why why do we think that what the way that we do things is so much greater and why do we continue to have to shove our message down everyone's throat all the time? I mean it, like that's with with state national and like international policy we're always like the the police on it we have to be like we're gonna step in here and let you guys know how it is because we're america and that's what we do and it's like what if we just stop doing that but we i mean we can't th-
0: that's kind of what happened lately it's like we, we stopped doing that we became more um like i don't know xenophobic or ethnocentric whatever you want to call it um, in lately and it's like we fucking couldn't police the world. Right. And now we can't police ourselves. Right. And I don't mean like literally policing, but it seems like we'd get involved in conflicts other places. And that was a fucking mess. And then when we tried to reduce that and focus on ourselves, well, that's a fucking mess too. And some, you know, like sometimes I wonder, man, like what if this is a product of, we've never had like conflict here like on our soil right so it, it can well it we have perpetuated though, right? this so idea of like we're the greatest place we're the greatest place well
1: I mean we've had the revolutionary war the civil war like there's been conflict right, here, right, right 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 which is another interesting one like that's coming up again recently where there's this interesting uh alignment with the confederacy which I find really interesting having been I guess from the north my entire life now that people are asking for Confederate monuments and shit to be ripped down and others are getting really upset about that. I find that that could be a whole topic on its own, but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess we haven't, we haven't been under attack, like uh, from a foreign enemy in like modern history, I guess. So maybe Mm -hmm. that's why maybe the, maybe the wounds aren't as fresh as they are everywhere else. But anyway, continue.
0: Yeah, I I was just thinking more so all of the conflicts that we've been involved in have been in other areas. And even the way that those conflicts get covered are very different than how they were covered, let's say, Vietnam and and prior, where I think we forget about like real consequences of, of this kind of fighting and political fracturing because it's always happening someplace else and we're always going there to save the day. And then when we go there to save the day, lately we don't even see what the fuck it looks like to try to save the day over there of some sort of political or ethnic or whatever struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, it just gets, I don't know, omitted from media. Uh, mm-hmm. We hear about it, but we don't see what it looks like, which wasn't the case you know, in other parts of our history. Um, so, because there 's not conflict on our soil anymore, I almost feel like we 've forgotten that. like we could just shove it aside and put it away and don 't recognize like what the long term consequences could be of us not getting along with our fucking neighbors, informing our own uh political issues and in reinforcing our political issues over and over and over again instead of trying to find compromises you know it, it just it feels like we think that nothing can happen. And now we're seeing that something can happen when everyone is really fucking heated um, and everyone gets at everybody's throats and it creates a really fragile environment for all, for us all to exist in.
1: I almost look at it back, like the other way, which is like when, because there's nothing actually going up because we're, there's not the threat of, you know, the, the wolf lingering <laughs> in the woods outside all right now, all the time in terms of like some sort of looming international conflict and physical confrontation, We're like, we have to worry about all these other like things and and get in each other's face about it. It's like, we need the conflict, whether it's coming from outside or whether it's coming from within, like humanity just needs that, or at least Americans just fucking need that. We're like the, the belligerent asshole at the bar who's just looking for someone to look at him wrong, whether or not that's. (laughs) <laughs> like Germany or Japan or Russia or whether that aren't
0: we still in Afghanistan though I mean aren't we still there yeah but that's just all that's a,
1: that's all for money I mean that's uh, right, right, right,
0: right but it, it was at one point it was you know it, it not was really it was beyond never just a political you know people had an idea behind it right not really there was a, you don't think so I don't, I I don't agree with the, I mean, you know, it was like a slippery slope into Taliban territory, in my opinion. I don't know. But But uh, once there, what's that? Good.
1: I was I mean, but like in terms of what, as a response to 9-11?
0: Yeah, it was a it was a slippery slope in response to nine eleven, but then a focus became on an ideology, which I do agree with you. You know, is how like many of the hijackers military, are from Afghanistan? <laughs> I know, I know, a military industrial complex that's then you know generalizing a group and trying to make waves. But the, I guess the the point I'm I'm making about that is like it's an economic situation that's happening someplace else, and it, it's very different than um, you know if it was on let's say if we're aware of it all the time as it was happening and we're seeing, you know, let's say, fuck man, even if, if the news was, was acknowledging it, you know, daily with daily updates with footage, or what if it was something that was happening here, you know, on our soil? Um, I think people would feel a lot more vulnerable and in that vulnerability, perhaps they would
1: unite. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I mean, dude, like here's, here's something to think about. Do you think that the era of like post 9-11 is the only reason why we've put off, like for example, uh, the discussion around race in this country, like had, had 9-11 not happened, I would have bet that we would have been that, that pressure that was building throughout the nineties, like with after Rodney King and everything like that would have just continued on. And we might've dealt with that a lot sooner. I think that we unified behind 9-11 as a country and, focused on something else to attack for a while rather than each other over race, you know, like
0: honestly, I feel like I don't have enough insight about that to even comment in, in some kind of way that would be relevant, but it, it's possible. It's probably, yeah, I, mean, it's I possible mean, there's no we put that, off a lot of things <laughs> just that we get posed up with a question. There. Yeah. I have, I have no, but I'm right, just right. saying like, it,
1: that's the kind of, I guess that's the point that I'm trying to illustrate, which is, I think when we unify behind something else, we can, we can take the pressure off. It's like, there's, there's a certain amount of, energy that has to go into something and in this country when times are good, it's almost worse for us because we have to just focus on fucking hating each other or something or something else, you know what I mean? And and that's where we're at right now where because no one's trying to kill us, then it's like, okay, let's, you know, or I think it's a good thing to, I'm not, I'm not trying to trivialize what's going on here, but I think that like the response to it, And a lot of people who are getting a lot more involved in it, um, particularly on the side of like being offended about removing Confederate monuments and shit. It's like that that's what you're worried about. Like, that's what you're going to lose sleep over. Like, get the fuck out of here. You know, like we're trying to have a discussion about why there's systemic racism and you're worried about like a statue. Like, shut the fuck up.
0: You know I'm I'm curious though see like we're talking about collectives like group like larger groups that have dichotomous opinions. Do you think there's something in us as individuals that has changed separate of of everyone else? Like if there wasn't I don't know, have we evolved to some sort of place potentially Narcissism. from being here? I think yeah, that yeah. we <laughs> Sure. I think that
1: we I think that we think because we because we do, we all have an individual outlet now. I can throw a phone in your face and record you. I can tweet something. I can write a blog. I can whatever get the podcast podcast and people can hear that and they can react to that. We all feel emboldened and, and empowered by that. I think that that's what changed again, but back, you know, not long ago, you could have held some sort of extreme ideal, but it would have been very hard to, to organize that, to actually have any influence. Now, any old person can have some influence and it can either backfire on them or it can, greatly benefit them depending on how they handle it and and how much support they find or don't find you know what i mean like
0: we see I'm this curious go ahead sir i was
1: just we see this literally every day now with i don't know starbucks lady that shamed that fucking starbucks like barista kid about wearing a mask and then it backfired on her and people donated like tens of thousands of dollars to the kid and it's like okay so there's one example where the internet justice was served out in the favor of the kid and then you know there are a million other examples where it goes the other way but we because this new jury exists Hmm. i think that we feel emboldened by that
0: so going on that right you and I then are contributing to a problem by doing this, right? Because we we record this, we get it out there, a lot of people listen to it, and then you and I unknowingly, because we feel like we have the right perspective. Right, we feel like our perspective is
1: different or right in some way, yeah.
0: Right, so then we put it out there. So then like what, what do we do? What do you and I do? Like how do we do this? How do we use this technology in a way then that feels like it brings ideas together opposed to closes out ideas or becomes rigid.
1: Well, I think we're we're talking about both sides of this and just present it. Yeah. yeah, I mean there of course there's irony in it because we're contributing to it. I guess the question is that's like recognizing an injustice and then when the injustice is like part part of the injustice is always speaking about the injustice then do you not speak about it yourself to call it out? I I mean
0: I I guess I'm, I'm I was trying to illustrate a bigger example. You talked about how in some cases <laughs> the constitution needs a, an update let's say right so you and i are existing right now to how other people will will i don't know take us in in some sort of fourth dimension right it's it's in a different time and space continuum it it can be listened to or not listened to it can be consumed at any time what is there any sort of i don't know like how do you how do you fucking give it the the 2.0 update with this fourth dimension that's available to all of us that seems to be contributing to a large set of problems like what do we do i mean we've talked before about like potential you know ethics or you know and i see like companies are doing that sort of stuff where there's some ethical things that are going on but is there like a like an internet constitution that needs to happen or like some i don't know man some some sort of media constitution i don't I don't know what the right way is because it seems like we're not using this tool very well right now. we're causing a lot of issues with it and dividing ourselves up
1: yeah i mean that that's a I think a whole other topic in terms of like how the we're we're talking more about i think specifically like this country, not how the internet has itself contributed or like how it needs to be regulated which we've talked about in the past but
0: okay, so what if our in our country see I feel like this would cause a this would cause a problem. what if there was some sort of regulation let's say which I think would be viewed as censorship Oh, hundred <laughs> percent right right. to how in our country um the type of media that exists um I don't know has to abide by some sort of but again uh, you're set.
1: assuming that there's a solution to this problem what I'm saying i'm
0: not i'm I'm just I'm just and how you're presenting it.
1: it I guess is what I'm saying like you're i what I'm what I was the example that i'm using with with the founding fathers and and the governing documents in the country is that there's this division i think that we it's the perfect storm we as americans as america feel emboldened because we're the new thing we separated ourselves we established this new great place we had these 200 years of um success and then the information age has happened and i think that we feel the need to spread our ideals to each other and to the world still. That's just part of our DNA now. And Mm -hmm. what the Founding Fathers laid out and what we actually do and how we actually think and how we react to current events and shit are diverging now. Mm -hmm. And while what I, I guess the way that I framed it was they They have diverged, so how do we fix it? But what I'm saying is that I don't know that we can. I don't know that there's a way where we just have this system of government that's like representative and that we can fix the way that we think it, it it's just it seems like it's sort of too late in fact, we talked about this a little bit yesterday when we were chatting um you know now the solution seems to be when there's a problem, you just cancel it when there's somebody right. who's speaking out against you despite. The freedom of speech being a very prominent, uh, prominent, prominent mention. <laughs> this made up a new prominent. word: prominent and notable. Prominent, uh, <laughs> a prominent notable mention in the Constitution. The freedom of speech. Just now, we're almost going the other way. We're, we're saying like, oh no, no, well, freedom of speech. Unless you say something that we don't agree with, you can right. you can say. A and B and C, but if you say Z, like fuck you and we're going to cancel you and, you know, dox you and and out you and put your address on Twitter and make sure that you are shamed to the point of, you know, whatever, committing suicide or losing your job or something. It's like, Jesus, you know, I, and again, like you don't have to agree with everybody, but we either have the freedom to voice these opinions or we don't. And it sounds like I'm empathizing with assholes here and I'm definitely not, but it's like we are headed down also a dangerous path where we we don't want to censor the internet, but we also, we're going to let the internet become judge, jury and executioner for itself on suppression of ideals that the masses don't belong with, don't identify with. And it's like, that's also very dangerous. And how do you control that? If you censor the internet, it's going to be looked at like what China does and people will fucking revolt. And I, mm-hmm. I don't think that that's, I think that, highlighting credible sources is one thing. I don't see that as censorship. Like I, I don't think we should just censor it or have some sort of filter that blocks you from going to certain places if you want to. But you know, we've talked about the spread of misinformation and social media's complacency in that, right? Like I can the president literally, as we started this episode, posted something that uh hi- highlighted uh followers of his that were shouting white power which he seemed to like be looking at sort of favorably like in the context of this tweet he was he was bashing the other side in this period of time he's since removed it so all in the the time of this episode he posted it news covered it he was
0: you're watching this one i'm fucking talking to you man
1: (laughs) i just saw it got removed um it was called out by by media and then he deleted it And these are all like crazy, like, I mean, just think about that. It was like, like in the space of an hour controversy had started the, the world, the media world had reacted and then he reacted and took it down and it doesn't change what he thinks. It doesn't change how he reacts. It doesn't change what his base thinks and reacts, but it's just like, it's like this ping pong of fucking like ideas back and forth and, and reacting to them. That's all like, that's all that happens all day now is that.
0: What if there's a... Okay, so I was trying to play with an idea, but it wasn't working out. (laughs) Maybe it's because time constraints, or maybe I'm not articulating right. I guess, like you suggested, there's no way to fix a problem, okay? So there's all these difficulties with these technologies that we've implemented. What the fuck happened to humanity? There's no technology there. There's no constitution there. There's no anything there. What happened to people just being connected and sitting down, and talking through something, and finding compromises, and feeling like they have neighbors, and feeling like they're part of a culture. What the fuck happened to that? See, like, this is the thing. We're, like, finding all of the limits of these technologies, and we're picking and choosing and using them in ways that, like, we're not human anymore. So we're just fighting with ideas, because with all of these fucking ideas that we're fighting with, we forget that there's just people that are saying these ideas, or that come up with these ideas. It's just like guys like you and i that do dumb shit all day like we're not because at the end of the day (laughs) we're
1: just animals right like if you (laughs) like you give us guns we're gonna shoot each other you give us information we're gonna fucking use it against each other like we're just small smaller smarter uh, uh, warring factions that pick our little niche to identify with and we're all looking to be on the winning team whatever that is whether it's racially whether it's, it's like economically whether it's uh you know like nationalism wherever you choose to draw your line, we're all just trying to be on the right side of it and and trying to fuck everybody else on the outside of it over or bring them over to our side. Like I think in the case of America specifically, it's more about like, how do I convince you and get you to to join, you know, the red team or the blue team um, so that I can destroy and burn the remnants of, of, you know, whatever side you were on before. And, And that's where, It's just, yeah, it's just further polarization every day.
0: So I think my interpretation of it, and I don't know because we can't sit down with these guys, but the founding fathers had an idea for how to make people like make society or things feel as equal as possible. Like to have some sort of, there was like a sentiment or like an emotion behind it is what I imagine. And they came up with these intellectual technologies that they wrote down in a way to govern so that all of these human elements could be satisfied with what we you know with in, in using our best abilities to make sure that we can operate in a way where you know people can be people but they can also get along and they can also live a life that feels fair and obviously, okay, there's shortcomings to that when you stretch it out over a long enough period of time because it has evolved. But I feel like the foundation at the foundations of it, there was some sort of fucking humanity. And I feel like now they the the and I
1: don't I don't think they made any mistakes. I mean, I think it's it's an incredibly well thought out set of rules and checks and balances that are set up in a modular enough way where like, it, it doesn't need to anticipate all these little things because it's set up so that we can make changes to it to account for that, right? But I think the biggest problem with it, if you can call it that, is just that they generally assumed that the citizens were going to have their best interests in mind like at the end of the day and that they would push sure. for these changes. And I think now we're just so... our it's Our focuses individual are based. so individual-based, right? That we're just so up our own ass about little things or personal beliefs or things that are like inconveniences that we can't advance. Like, I'm so upset about you taking down a statue that I can't have a conversation about fucking race in this country and how that's how that's not how people of color are not treated the same way as, as whites are. Like, I'm going to focus instead on the statues because that's the biggest thing affecting me today. It's just like, we are so... Short sighted now I, I don't th- I think that's what they didn't anticipate that we I think in the moment of breaking off from England and and founding this new place, they thought that we would be unified against tyranny foreign or domestic from the government and that was what they were the most worried about, not as much how do we how do we defend against the enemy within, you know?
0: Right, right. Right. Even like how you're suggesting this, like, um, the, the different layers. Okay. What if we go to like to the nearest, nearest layer? Like, what if you're just able to be cool with your neighbors around you? I mean, like literally, what if there is like something that starts at the individual level that's focused on an individual um compromise that then like works its way out so instead of going from like a big thing and it working its way like from the outside working its way in if it works its way from the inside out because the inside out is what destroyed it like, what if i don't know i propose to you to if someone cuts you off in traffic just be cool just be like oh hey no worries or like instead of using the name not you i mean you specifically but all of us instead of using the fucking neighborhood app or whatever that thing's called next door next door just go walk around your neighborhood man like just go walk around your neighborhood sure How or just- or
1: yeah conversely like what if, what if you just freeze out i'd be interested to talk to somebody who just got off of social media entirely like 100 and doesn't watch the news right and just feel out i think there are dangers to that as well well i, I don't mean, have social media until we started doing you don't it, have so. it but i'm saying like you you watch the news and yeah, pay yeah, attention yeah. to the world which I think is important, but I'd be interested to talk to somebody who's just completely like blacked out from media, whether it's social or, or mainstream or whatever. And like the sense that you get, like walking your beat and doing your thing in real life, if you don't have that bias coming in externally, making you focus on the pain points, do you really mm. get that annoyed, right? Because I feel like that's weighing on us. Like I said in the beginning, I think that I see these people... <laughs> conservative, liberal, whatever, I see all these opinions online and then I go out in the world. And as soon as I see something that like indicates to me that I can put that, this person into one of those two buckets, I'm like, (sighs) and then I, they have a persona that I've layered on top of them. They are like, I've already decided what I think about them, which isn't good, but I'm just being honest about, I think, how we all kind of look at each other in that way. I think the internet is tainting that. Um, I wonder if you just shut that off and gave your time, self time to reset, if that would change your quality of life and sort of the things that you focused on, right?
0: What if you had to spend just as much time in your neighborhood as you did <laughs> on your social media neighborhood? All right.
1: Well, I don't spend... Yeah, it's not like I'm sitting there staring at Nextdoor. But yeah, you look at all the shit posted on Nextdoor and it's like people are like... Rem, right,
0: you have a feed. You just told me you got Twitter updates while we were having this conversation. Because it was,
1: it was an, I got a, a news notification and then I had a conversation where somebody was... Yeah, we were talking about how it was deleted. But, um, you know, Nextdoor is a good example where like people are just bitching about stupid, trivial shit all the time. And it's not like something that... You know, there was a good example the other day where somebody was like, I live at, you know, such and such part of this neighborhood and um i smell every day like 5 p.m i smell marijuana do you guys smell that i think it's marijuana and like everybody was like yeah it probably is it's california it's legal so what's the problem right it's like a conversation that would never have happened walking around the like Maybe one it guy would have, it would have
0: been better. Maybe it would have been one be on like, one. Hey, it smells like marijuana a lot. I don't know. My kids, whatever the fuck. Is it possible that you guys do it on that side of the house? And maybe that person would be like, Oh yeah. Didn't realize that. No problem. Thanks. But neighbor. nobody
1: was breaking a rule or a law or anything. And yeah, it's also it's like, not
0: about that. It's just, there was there, no humanity and how it got communicated.
1: But it's like immediately yeah it's put on putting somebody on blast and Mm -hmm. everybody sort of and then it was funny because everybody sort of ganged up on the person that reported but like yeah i mean imagine that scenario play out where they were just walking around the neighborhood and bumped into like each other and they were like hey do you smell that that would have been it you know but everything now is a discussion it's like a town hall for everything like everyone has to weigh in on every
0: little fucking stupid trivial thing uh, but no, we never get to see how people get hurt. I guess that's my other thing. No, now we move on like to no the next one thing gets to see that. Yeah, man. So we're just like going out there, like stomping on everybody and just like, no one sees what it's like to hurt someone. And it just, we forget, man, we just don't see it anymore. Cause it just happens online and you don't know who you're hurting. So it's hard to have empathy because it happens online. So, and it happens on next door app. So like, that woman sounds like she wasn't having empathy for the person who was smoking. And then the person who was smoking and everyone who ganged up on her didn't have empathy for her position. And then it's just like, here, dude, why don't you guys just duke it out, both of you? This is going to be cool. Keep going. Right. <laughs> Keep going, world. Or like outing. Everybody fucking
1: hate everybody. People like outing the HOA. Like, some, like one of the speed bumps or something was coming apart in the entry to the neighborhood and rather than like reaching out to HOA and being like, Hey, this is happening. They were like, they, they put them on blast on on next door. And then the HOA had to like email everybody and be like, please, when you see something, let us know. Don't like, you know, like we're here to help, but you got to kind of like reach out to us and give us a second to respond to that. Not hope that we find out.
0: Or assume that we're shitheads because it's not fixed. Right. Like, it's like,
1: yes, have people drive cars over the fucking things. They're going to come apart and we right. will fix it because that's what you pay your dues for. You know, and that's like, yeah, it's that over and over and over in every imaginable way. But uh, it would be interesting to try and experiment ourselves. Like I know right now is not a good time because there's a lot of fucking shit going on. And maybe that's never going to end. But uh, just like we were saying that we wanted to adjust our smartphone usage uh, to see, how that affected our lives. I think it'd be interesting to do like a complete media freeze out for like a a long enough period of time and maybe once things return to normal uh, so that we could actually feel the effects of it. Because right now it's like, I I mean, you feel like you kind of have to pay attention because you need to know what the fuck is going on. But...
0: It's weird if we just got like CDC updates though or like our local government updates through their like little primitive I'm not even saying specifically like
1: coronavirus necessarily. It's like there's just a lot of shit going on generally. But yeah, I'd be interested to see if you got, you went a month and you just stopped paying attention to that. If like you would be less on edge when you had, you know, actual physical interaction with other people.
0: Yeah. And then you if wait that, to your neighbors
1: and then based on that small test, <laughs> we will just all decide collectively that we don't need to be on the internet anymore for media and uh, news. It'll just
0: be an information superhighway again. And then we'll all, all
1: just opinions unify, hold hands across the entire country
0: And then we'll stop our podcast because we won't need. We'll end it that day. (laughs) All right. Here's here's my concluding things. Lay it on me. Shit's broken. Shit's broken, and our perception of shit is further broken because we're not in touch with people. Please go out and be in touch with real people. Please just go see them, see how they feel good, and see how they feel bad. And like, let, let yourself empathize with them and potentially sympathize with them. And I feel like if this happens, we're not going to be so hasty to jump on some pitchforks and fucking torches bandwagon to harm this idea all the time. And these people who also have the same idea, but instead you could look at the person that may have had that idea and see that they're just some person just like you that. Who the fuck knows why or what that idea, even how how deeply it represents them? They're just people doing their thing, hanging out with their hamsters. Doing, uh, I have a hamster. You're projecting. Doing, <laughs> they're just out there living life, and they're not so interested in like burning the world. So maybe we need to step away from that and just wave at everybody we pass by, and just say hi to them, and just like don't freak out if your neighbor fucks your grass up or something just you know just it's okay it's all right it wasn't intentional and just be cool with everybody did your neighbor fuck your grass up no i probably fucked theirs up i i I drop trees all day i feel bad for the guy that lives next to me (sighs) because trees fucking fall from whatever i feel bad sorry neighbor but they're cool they're nice people
1: agreed well said and (laughs) i have nothing to add to that
0: be nice be nice everyone be nice
1: in the words of bill and ted be excellent to each other
0: (laughs) really (laughs) do it yeah listen to them
1: there's a new one coming out soon (laughs) recycle every movie recycle every movie all right all right
0: man let's see